Check this out. NASA's Voyager 1 and 2 missions attached gold-plated records on the vessels as they continued their journey into deep outer space after the capsules brought the astronauts home. And they did that so the extraterrestrial life could learn more about us if they found the records and had a record player. Now, 31 songs combined on the two records, mostly operatic and symphonies from all around the world. However, there was only one rock and roll song on either record. St. Louis's own Chuck Berry's Johnny Be Good. Nope, no Kansas music included. Next time you're on your way to the Lou, go to Chuck's namesake, Blueberry Hill. And be sure to explore STL.com first to book all the extra necessaries such as hotels, show tickets, and more. Blueberry Hill has your rock and roll and cheeseburger fixes covered. Today, Jeff Davis, men's program director from St. Louis Scott Gallagher. He joined us down at Urban Chestnut in the Grove to chat St. Louis's new soccer landscape with City SC. The club's focused and includes a World Cup secret story that involves none other than Landon Donovan. Really. Let's go. What's up? Hey. Hey, hey. Jay. You like you like this one? I do like the nitty gritty band. Yeah. What is it? Nitty gritty. Nitty gritty dirt band. Dirt. Dirt. Do you know the name of the song? Fishing in the dark. That is correct. Well done. Zach did uh, the. Uh, Baritones ever cover this one? No, we did some Kansas, <laughs> uh, but not Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. Well, they might have, but not when I was there. Well, I'm throwing a little Nitty Gritty Dirt Band on here in honor of uh, the actual song itself, Fishing in the Dark, because uh, I don't know if you guys are aware. Actually, Mr. Good Catholic Boy over here, I'm sure he's fully aware. Did you get your head dotted yesterday? I did not. But oh everybody I know did. My dad, everybody I worked with. I mean, I go to work at 5 and leave at 4, and then I have soccer to attend to. You mean you're, And that's no excuse. So no time for Jesus. I get it. You mean right. your yard didn't time. have like a priest standing at the gate as you guys rolled in? No. no. Dabbing everybody? No, we're fresh out of... Uh, <laughs> um, are you, are you, are you if saying there you was, it'd be the last rites. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we are recording this down here at our good friends, Urban Chestnut Brewing Company, location down here in the Grove. I got another episode of the Soccer Dad Pod. Uh, I'm rolling in with Fishing in the Dark because it is Lent. And you know what that means. I did do shrimpies last night on the barbecue pit. On the barbie. Shrimp? You know, did you know that shrimp technically isn't good for you because it's like super loaded in cholesterol? Like, literally nothing is good for you. And anymore. I loaded it more because I seasoned it and marinated it in <laughs> butter, Caribbean jerk. And then I grilled it, and it had red beans and rice, and it was hitting. And yes. then you washed Very it down easy. with uh, red stripe and uh, adult vitamins. You know what I had yesterday? <laughs> I found it at the local grocery store. I had a six-pack of Labatt's, and it Labatt's. was delicious. Huh. I thought you were going to say the local market, which would have just... It was Deerbirds. Well, out there, there, I was going to say, it's, it's either <laughs> Schnooks right. or Deerbirds. <laughs> what, what do you mean? No, local. we got Meninos. We got a little meat market out there in Flint Hill. It's hitting. Okay. Well, uh, I wanted to roll in with this because I want to I want to go ahead and take a quick poll uh, and thank our friends Explore STL. Mm-hmm. ExploreSTL.com, Explore St. Louis, um, the source for 
concerts, hotels, food, etc. And given that it's Lent, I wanted to quick pull you guys, much like our Smash Burger endeavor the other day. Uh, fish fry. You gotta pick your fish fry. Zach, go. Where are you getting it? I pass. Um, <laughs> don't, don't so do. you're Baptist? Uh, yeah. Okay. Not, you know, not and, and I apologize, Explore St. Louis, because I live out there by uh, Huck Finn and wait, 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 wait. If it's Captain D's, just nod. No, no, it's not <laughs> Captain okay, D's. Twice. It is Saint um, Patrick. No, no, I'm sorry. It's Saint Theodore's <laughs> Parish in Flint Hill, Missouri. They have the best fish fry that I've been to. Um. I'm get, well. Let me toss mine, and then we're gonna debate fish real here, real quick. Uh, you gotta go to the east side if you want the best fish, fried fish sandwich. You gotta go to Marco's over in Madison. Hundred years. One. That's a good one. You're yeah. right. I've had that one. There's like four ingredients in the place: fish, cod. It's got to be cod. Beer battered, and the other ingredients are uh, French loaf, banana peppers. And I believe crinkle cut fries. They probably have some tartar sauce and some Budweiser. I, they, it's one of those things. It's like uh, <laughs> you know Pepsi, no Coke. You know they look at you and like, I don't want tartar it's sauce. It's the Keynes model. It's brilliant. They have eight things on the menu. That's that hot. is a good fish sandwich. I've had that one, and you're right. That one's delicious. Yeah. So I mean, you can see it. You can see the arch from the front door. So technically. Even though it's on the east side, pick the hotel downtown, go across the river, get your Marco's fish sandwich. So thank you, explorestl.com. But here is what I was going to say. Uh, cornmeal breading or beer batter? Ooh. For catfish, cornmeal batter. Uh, For cod? Catfish is literally vacuum cleaner junk eaters. Not if it's not if it's rinsed right and soaked multiple times. It's, it's actually really good. It doesn't good. change the fact that they eat shit. That's okay. But uh, you can really clean the shit out. But what I will say is it depends on what you're doing. A light beer, brat, uh, beer batter on like a white fish is real good. But I like that mix of that Andes, which I guess is that, that's, that's probably cornmeal, right? It's more the breading. You, do you like it like gritty in your fingers or do you like it more like Long John Silver? Which Greasy. is the proper answer, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I would go beer battered if I was if I was talking. Yeah. <laughs> For cod, I think that's the right that's the right answer. Well, all right, let's move on here a little bit. I want to talk about uh, our friends Ambush out there in God's Country, uh, St. Chuck Family Arena. They've got some games coming up. I wanted to uh, remind you: go to the site, check it out, get your tickets. Cheap family fun. Ice cold beers, right, Jared? That's um, super cold. They do a good job. And I want to throw a quick congratulations out to Will SK, who is currently um, ambush player, currently down in Argentina with the U.S. Men's National Futsal Team competing. And then, uh, you know me, I love that 7v7, the T TST. Yeah. Right? Uh, he got the nod again to go back okay. to the... Uh, uh, Newtown team. Two things about today's episode, which is really cool. Our our guest played on the U.S. Yep, National yep, Futsal yep. team. And then secondly, did you see who's playing in the TST this year? Yes, we're going. You're, you're going to go. Yeah, I get, we got to go. We have to go as like a social media. Oh, I'm totally like begging some teams like, we'll be those it. nerds. Uh, uh, Balo, Balotelli? Balotelli, Balotelli is playing, playing in the TST this year. I bet I bet he would kill it on Soccer Dad Pod. Video yeah, I think, I think of would. him saying, I can't wait to play, was released. It's, been, it's a week old. I mean, we were, it's kind of stale. I probably shouldn't have said it earlier. But Mario Balotelli is playing in the TST this year That's on Nani's team. Huh. Love it. Fantastic. We got to go. Cary, Cary, North Carolina. Okay. Yeah, I'm in. Um, so, Ambush, 
go get your tickets. Go see Will and crew doing great things out there. Uh, Bill, Pete, Chris, the rest of you guys out there at the Pinnacle Loans. Uh, thanks for all you do for the show. Uh, go check out thepinnacleloans.com. Um, they'll make your they'll, they'll make it easy. What what they say? Thirty minutes, right? You can come in, That's fill out the quick paperwork, go across the street to Milo's, play a game of bocce, <laughs> yeah. eat some wings, come back. Yeah. You're pre-approved. Yeah, not too shabby. No. Nope. Yeah. Which which brings us to pinnacle points of the day. Uh, go ahead, Zach. You raised your hand. I'm going MLS. <laughs> I'm ready. And there's already controversy before the season's even started because some of the clubs have released their second or their third kits and social media is going ape shit about a couple of them. JB is going to punch me in the face right now. <laughs> Sporting KC's Argyle looks good. I haven't seen the Sporting KC one, but the ones that are funny, the Timbers. Um, well, have, they, I mean, look. They have punch me right in the face. I deserve now, it. Everything looks good sold from a gas station. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you could probably get one in the line at the furniture market. Go ahead, Zach. But the but the uh, Timbers <laughs> has like leaf outlines on it. Looks like a Christmas jersey. The Real Salt Lake is straight ripoff from Barcelona. They just put a mountain in it. Uh, the Seattle one's kind of cool. It's a throwback, like 1974. Yeah. Very very retro. Really cool. Charlotte's Co- is cool. I like Charlotte's. With the kind of the faded mountain, and then uh, Toronto is just white, with red rings around the each sleeve, and then the red stripes down the the shoulders. That's JB. I That's retro. Love it. Yeah. Love it. And everybody else is like, "This is the stupidest, most boring kit ever." Well, and I guess ours. Just ours so is supposed to come out Saturday at the Armory. No, no, tomorrow it gets released. It does. Yes, on the sixteenth, and then it's available, I believe. Um, on the, on the kickoff event mm-hmm. at the, ar- at the at ar- armory. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So by the time you listen to this, it should be out there. And I'm really excited. As a uh, season ticket holder, I got my box. Did you guys get your box? I did. That you box know, was cool. I'm yeah. looking at some of these in the Portland one with the, what, what is that, mistletoe on the shoulder? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that is crazy, dude. And then I, I will say this. The one that catches my eye out of the gate. Uh, let me let me pull it back up. Sorry, people. Uh, this is an audio podcast. Uh, Seattle's. I do like that. You like the, the green stripes? and the blue stripes? Yeah, I think that's cool. That, I, I, that that'll go good. And I'm going to tell you this. Um, I haven't bought the 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 Marvel one. I haven't bought, and I should, but I haven't bought the Latin one. I'm buying this one no matter what. I'm just, I'm going to buy this one. Well, that's the other thing that I wanted to bring up with the controversy is this, the Charlotte one is $194. Well, I can tell you why, because there's the other news out of the MLS is apparently, surprise, surprise, Inter-Miami's having problems yeah. <laughs> with the payroll. If they don't get their payrolls <laughs> worked out in the next two weeks, they don't get uh, to play. So somebody in the front office in finance didn't multiply the seven times higher <laughs> number, and, uh, and the league solution was, well, let's charge $700 per jersey for all the teams. Yeah. Uh, that's not going to go over well. All right, pinnacle point two of the day. I'm going to go kind of down the Explore STL route, and I got a kick out of this today. I was surfing around. 260 years ago today, Oh yeah. the year was 1764. A couple guys by the name of Pierre Laclede and either August or Augusta Shoto founded our wonderful city, St. Louis. And the very next day, they came up with Probel. 
Two, two, <laughs> yeah, well, 260 years ago today, named it after uh, King Louis the Ninth. Um, just a little brief history lesson, not to bore everybody. Hey, if you're in the car, just slow this down to 0.5 speed <laughs> so your kids can take notes. <laughs> in 1804, a few years later, the U.S. acquired in the Louisiana Purchase from the French what we know as today St. Louis. So the reason I brought it up is it, it's our 260 year old birthday today pretty cool i think it's awesome i love history stuff i don't know how well we've aged but that's a pretty impressive number 260 years we're still here we we, we started from uh you know uh humble beginnings as fur traders did you see and now we just won the western conference <laughs> there's a, a video out of a french teacher trying to teach st louisans how to speak in, in french <laughs> <laughs> and so they pull up like gravoy or Laclede or Shoto, Shoto or <laughs> Creve Cor. And they, he goes, Creve Cool. And they're like, Creve Cor. <laughs> and they think nobody. Did, did they get to River de Pere? Yes. <laughs> Des Perez? Yeah. <laughs> Just or, called um, the Big Ditch. Uh, I got a pinnacle point for you guys. Um, it, it involves gambling, um, which I found this really crazy. Because obviously, Super Bowl was, you know, last week, mm -hmm. a couple days ago. Um, friend of ours, friend of the show, uh, Jeff Lyle, one of the proprietors over at Amsterdam Tavern. Uh, uh, Mecca? You're Mecca? Yeah, it's my favorite place in the world. Sorry, Kim. Um, he he uh, was out, uh, I believe he was in Vegas for the game, uh, took a line, because you know you can bet anything. You can literally bet anything. But yeah. this one I'd never heard of before, and maybe you guys have. Is it a prop bet, or is this something out in left field? Uh, the color of the Gatorade poured on the winning coach. Yeah, purple. anything. Yep. It, it was, was purple. purple. He put 150 bucks on it, walked away up, uh, walked away 408 more. So it was 558 payout on 150. <laughs> Four and a half to one. Pretty yeah. cool. Is that what that is? Why would you? But here's my question to you, though. This is my pinnacle point. Like, what the? What? What are you thinking? Like, you're like, oh, I'm gonna make a bet on the Super Bowl, and he picks what goes through color. your brain to be like, I'm gonna go with Gatorade color. Because <laughs> really, I mean, think about it. There's not that many options. I don't know. Have you been in quick quick trip lately? Yeah, but I'm talking about on the sideline. You got basically orange, yellow, or red or purple. That's it. There's no blue. There's no gray, black. You think pomegranate was pissed? I, I don't know. I don't think. I think that would fall into the pink category. <laughs> I just. I, I think it is weird that oh, our friend uh, Mr. Lyle would, out of all the prop bets and out of everything I, there is, like 50-50 is the coin toss. Why would he pick purple? But like, yeah, I lost I, that. I, too. I bet if we asked Jeff, that wasn't the only thing that he put money on. No, that was the one thing that he. No, that would have been the home. one thing that encompassed <laughs> that one minute. Of the game. Exactly. And there were plenty of other bets. And he didn't even watch the rest of the game, but that's the only thing he bet on. He just came back for the end. If we're talking about Super Bowl, um, can, can we talk about the parade? And and, and did anybody see how shit-faced Travis Kelsey was? Why wouldn't he He be? couldn't even stand up. It was awesome. Well, I think worse than him was uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes' face. The day after, where he's out in Disney World, and like his eye—I mean, he could not see. Like, and he I, looked like Apollo Creed, God rest his soul. Uh, after, after what Rocky did to him, Jason Kelsey was like, "Dude, that—that that, that, I mean, come on, man, you have to be better." Like his well, brother Jason was Kelsey like, "Come on." Jason Kelsey has nothing to speak on because if you see the videos of after the Super Bowl, when he's following 
Taylor and, and Travis around the, the casinos. <laughs> he almost fell into a bush in his uh, marshmallow. Mask. So oh, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, parade yeah, yeah. was three days after the game. Do you think Travis slept? No. Why What's would the, you? I mean, what would Lyle bet on that? Mm. Uh, he would. He would probably do a parlay on thirty-minute pass out nap <laughs> and back. Hey, I got one last pinnacle point that I want to bring up, and that is just. Um, I tried to get caught up on some numbers from the show about the show, specifically okay. about our guests' cumulative accolades. Mm. And I'm plus or minus one or two percent on these numbers, but let me give you some stats here. Interesting. We've done this is 125, correct? I yeah, sounds right. Okay, so 125 episodes, roughly 76 of those have been. Players that you know that have played at a high level, you know, uh, extremely high level collegiately and or pro and beyond. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, seventy six of these individuals is what I counted up. Um, I'm going to name the category, and you guys give me a guess. Don't look at the numbers oh here, real quick. Uh, high school state titles up from all of them. How many? Seventy six people. So, how many state titles? Jeez. Guess. Come on. Three, two, one. Two ten. Two ten. That's a crazy number. Thirty nine. Thirty nine. Still a lot. Uh, NCAA titles. 12. 23. Hmm. Uh, Herman Awards. Three. Two. That was a good guess. Uh, I'm going to go to the top of the list here. Uh, World Cup appearances. Five. Five. Spot on. Good job. Wow. Uh, Olympics. 12. Four. Seven. Hmm. Wow. MLS Cups. Two. Two. Good. Well done. Gold Cups. Two. Six. Four. Six. Now, Jeff, Brad. Now, now, the two big two big categories here. Uh, I'm going to give you U.S. caps. Combined U.S. caps from soccer dad pod guests. Combined U.S. caps? Combined U.S. Well, caps. Well, let's do a little bit of map breakdown and not to bore our listeners. There were 76 in that group, and we've had how many of those guys? Um, Five, four, three. I'm going to say 35. 55. 344 Holy caps. Shit. Holy cow. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's really lot. cool. Uh, last number. Pro games. Oh, my God. And this is according roughly to Wikipedia's totals. Now, is this MLS or all, all pro games? Any, any game any paid to play team in? that they were paid to play in. Holy crap. 3,000. Oh, Ooh, good. I'd say 5,400. Zach's closer. 3,348 professional games. Damn, you're like Rain Man, dude. I'll take Mm. 50,000 marbles. Mm -hmm. That's unbelievable. Moral of the story is... (laughs) uh, Moral of the story is uh, Kansas City can pound sand. (laughs) And we're going to take a break. Speaking of fishing in the dark, (laughs) we got got kind of a... Uh, a Kansas City is. I know. I, well, we need to ask him first question. Does he claim Kansas City or St. Louis? We'll find out. Oh, my God. Well, right let's find out. This break. Well, this could be a very short episode. <laughs> we'll be right back after this. Hey, everyone. Buying a home, it's kind of a big deal. Never has there been more competition to buy, so few homes to choose from, all made worse by an uncertain interest rate landscape. Now that you're short a bedroom for the third kid, you're in the wrong school district, and a walkable corner pub isn't nearly close enough, it's time to reach out to the Pinnacle Loan Team for help. 
They work with a network of agents that have their feet on the ground across the whole region and have a number of loan products that are cost-effective with a process that is simple. Basically, they've got you covered from start to finish. So when it's time to buy, visit thepinnacleloans.com. That's thepinnacleloans.com. Simply the best in home loans. We're back. I feel like this, like the intro to the. There's like a curtain opening, and like this, like the Andy Griffith show or something. Yeah, it's what, this is one of those songs. We were we were lucky enough. We recorded this over at the oh, old you joint. Did? Yeah, it's a fun one. But I'm playing it uh, because. And oh, by the way, listen to this guy, Brian Owens. Yeah, he's, he's Northside kid. Oh, here we go. Now you're unmuted. St. Angela Marisi? Uh, no. Uh, he's Fl- Ferguson. <laughs> Florissant. There was a Brian Owens that I went to grade school with from up Ferguson, Florissant area. Probably, yeah. Well, it depends. What year did you graduate? Uh, 89. From, from high grade school? school? Mm. Yeah, from grade school. <laughs> so, I guess... Oh, maybe. He'd, he'd be kind of close. Um, yeah, they'd be close, maybe. His dad was a big-time singer, too. He's one of the... Ch- he's a church guy up there. But I'm playing this because uh, yesterday, Music at the Intersection, which is a festival located uh, right down here, Grand Center, in September, they dropped their uh, festival lineup. The two names that jumped out was Black Pumas will be the Saturday Night Headliner, and then Sunday is Chaka Khan. <laughs> Are you wow. involved in that? Uh, not not at this time. We'll do something with them. Actually, we'll, we as a... Trio will do something with them too. Well, and I got a bar too. You do? <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. Uh, we're back down here at Urban Chestnut in the Grove. Uh, we got our refills. Uh, let's, let's spray the infield here. What are we drinking? And how good is it? Jared, you go first. Uh, I'm going with a. It's brown. I'm going with dwarf beer. Dwarf beer. Dwarf on. Go- did you ever watch those videos as a kid? Yes. Dwarf. Tim Conway. Yes. Oh, oh my great. god. Uh, Mr. Guest, what are, you, what are you drinking today? I got a Zwickle. Zwickle. You know, it's tried and true, man. Hey, can we have yeah. the uh, the guru of pronunciation like really say Zwickle because he says it the right Zwickle. way? Zwickle. I'm not. No. Yeah. It's, go ahead. Zwickle's fine. <laughs> you're, hey, what are you? You're you, being bashful. Zach, what are you, yeah, Zach, what are you drinking? My, uh, I have a Munich Lager. Yeah. Nice. I'm. I, I got a Zwickle. Um, I I realized something. Before the break, we were going over the uh, stats. Uh, goofball here, my formulas were off. So I fixed the formula. Yeah. Uh, two big number changes. Uh, U.S. caps went up. Uh, the total U.S. caps for our guests, 762. Oh, so I was right. You actually, you said, what'd you say? <laughs> I don't remember. No, you did say. You said 400. Uh, 400 and something. I, I think I said 761. Pro games played. <laughs> This is the crazy number, and I and I figured out what I did wrong. Oopsie, Excel. Uh, Nine thousand nine hundred thirty-two pro games played. I think I was also closer. combined closer. by all of our guests. He said five thousand or something. I said three. Well, and then as we're being uh, correcting uh, our pinnacle points, and and I'm the history nerd of today's episode. <laughs> Interesting fact: Shoto, who came with Laclean, thirteen years old. We have fifteen-year-old kids. 
Can you imagine a 13-year-old just running around in the 1700s founding cities? Yeah, what the hell are our kids doing? <laughs> Serious? What? We are, we, we are not getting our... 13 years old. We are not getting our yeah, money. 260 worth. years later, he still has a street named after him. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's more... Well, and I believe the lineage is getting paid well. In its heyday, it was the <laughs> mecca of all the bars here, so... Yeah, yeah. I'd have been proud. Okay, <laughs> enough of our banter. Jeff Davis, how's it going, man? It's going well. How are you guys? Doing good. Doing I good. had no idea that we were going to get into this great of a history lesson. Yeah. <laughs> this is you never know what you're going to get. I mean, I noticed you over there on your cell phone, like taking notes. I you know, <laughs> like, this is great. You can go back. And I think he was checking me. <laughs> well, he's going to do a lesson with his kids tonight. Uh, phone a friend. Or, or he's texting his wife like, I don't know why the fuck I'm here. I got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Hey, man. Thanks for joining us. Uh, you guys over at uh, SLSG, you um, if social media is in the indicator of uh, activity, you're busy. Very busy. Very busy over the last uh, couple weeks or so. Well, let's let's jump right to the finish line first because I think it, we, we would be remiss if we didn't bring it up out of the gate. Yeah. Uh, congratulations really is where I'm going to start. Uh, you guys are able to bring back one of your alum, a true St. Louis just legend of a player legend of you know from a family that loaded right with legends uh mike sorber you added him to the staff congratulations thank you very much uh it's a huge hire for our club uh it's a guy that i've known i think michael and i played together for coca-cola with mike hennessy and joe hennessy and up north man i think we we're six or eight years old so i've known him for quite a while but uh you know he's coming on board with after his illustrious career, and we couldn't be happier to have him on. Well, what is that? <clears throat> I mean, well, let, let's do this. Give us your title. What is the official <laughs> Jeff Davis, Davis title at SLSG? Scott McDaniel and I were talking about this. We are the directors of boys and girls programming. So Scotty's the girls, I'm the boys. Okay, so you're the director of the boys. So technically speaking, all boys teams are at some point in some way under your umbrella. Correct. So... You and Patch and the rest of the staff, you guys are responsible for building out the staff, yes. bringing in the coaches, the trainers, etc. Yeah. I, I mean, when you go to bed at night after a day where you're able to <laughs> ink a deal with a guy like Mike Sorber, you got to feel like that's a pretty good day at work. It's pretty awesome. Uh, when you look at our staff now, with in, just in the academy, because that's where Michael's focus is going to be. I mean, our academy staff is, <laughs> wow. is very, very good. Um, just having those guys out there, it makes me feel more comfortable and the people that the boys are around, um, just the depth of knowledge, uh, the conversations that go on in the office are unbelievable. Um, I would love to see you break those numbers down just on the Academy staff <laughs> at Gallagher. Oh, well, between Steve Trichu, Brad Davis, Mike Sorber. He already effed up the Steve whole spreadsheet. Petter. I mean, it'll take a couple of weeks for him to get back to you. Yeah, I gotta, you know what? I'm going to send it to Kelly. Isn't Kelly in accounting? <laughs> yeah, she does well. <laughs> no, I, mean, I know how to use Excel. So, so, so here's here's my question because it was funny. Not funny. It was typical social media bullshit. 
I I took the post that the club put out saying, "Hey, welcome, Mike Slorber, big right. news." I put it out. I shared it on this one page. It's one of those groups. It's like parents and right. uh, anytime coaching parents, whatever. And we go in there. I go in there just to troll. To be honest with you. Right. Um, so I drop it out there, and immediately here come the haters. Oh, well, what is what does this name really mean? You know, is how is because my quote was, and I'm paraphrasing basically, huge advantage or huge benefit to the club. Right. Congratulations, and that was it. Like, right. you look at the guy, you you know, it takes two seconds to Google Mike Sorber, and then boom, okay, right. there's, and the response was, well, you know, these big clubs, how's that going to benefit all the kids? And I started going down the road of like, well, okay, is he going to coach? Engaged? Absolutely, I engaged. Imagine that. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, look, here's the deal. There's probably the majority of the kids within the club will never directly play under right. a Mike Sorber. However, talk about the relationship that Mike will have with the staff, with the other coaches, right. and experience brought to the table. So that I can take this soundbite and shove it up that dude's ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good question. I've, I mean, one of the biggest pieces is we have a lot more full-time staff now as opposed to maybe three or four years ago, five years ago, before COVID probably. Uh, Michael having an influence with those coaches is massive because they do run programs in our club. So when they go back and talk to the coaches that are underneath them, Michael's going to have an influence. He's going to be able to talk to those coaches directly, which his just his depth of knowledge. <laughs> you can ask him a question. He will tell you, like, he is very open book. He'll be in the office. He'll be around the soccer park. We have, as you guys know, there's tons of people around the park. He's going to be there. It's just having that sounding board, that person that's going to be there, that's seen it all, done it all. It's having him in meetings, having, for me personally, being able to talk to him and just bounce ideas off of him. Hey, has this worked in New York, in Toronto, in LA, whatever it may Mexico. be? Mexico. Mexico, yeah. <laughs> um, and then being, and maybe it's me translating it back to the coaches in general. That That's a benefit that uh, a lot of clubs just don't have. Well, let me ask you this then, um, because, you know, we could go down the list. We could name drop for a while the pedigree and the names of the staff, coaches, trainers, et cetera, that are at the club. How do you guys, how do you as a crew or you as leadership, how do you, how do you uh, manage, not that they're egotistical individuals, but you got a lot of ego there mm -hmm. uh, with, 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 verifiable pedigree type right. a personality yeah how Correct. how what what's it like you know in those circles is it easy for them is it just kind of like riding a bike is it you know how do you make sure everybody's staying in right. in line with those five pillars of this is what the club is about and a lot of that that is the hardest that's my biggest challenge to be real honest and where i feel like i kind of fit into different circles and being Maybe not a Mike Sorb or a Steve Trichur or Brad Davis helps me. Um, I pride myself in being a culture guy and having those guys and maybe being able to talk them off of, hey, we're all in this together, guys. This is not anymore about your playing career. This is about the kids that are in front of us and how do we work on this together? How do we get better together? I have zero problems having those conversations, and I think everybody 
buys into that, they're all there for a specific reason, and that's to to make our club better. You know, and you mentioned the last the last statement there was make our club better. So uh, I'm going to go from like this um, this area of where our academy setup is here in St. Louis with the with 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 St. Louis City coming here. The goal for St. Louis City right now, or for Scott Gallagher right now, is to to the mission statement's the mission statement. Everybody knows it. Get online, read it. You guys have to try to get the best players from an early age to develop them for what? It's kind of the first part A of it. So so with this hire that you guys have, um, with I mean, just out of this world hire, what are you guys talking about right now? Is it try to get every best player from the six, seven, eight age group to develop them into what model? Can, can, can you can you speak on that? So we've got obviously Kenny Godat, who's unbelievable at what he does, and he's worked with all your sons, and and he goes to basically our U14 age group. So he was at to U12 as our technical director. Well. Last year, I was like, we lose all of our kids to St. Louis City at U15. Why wouldn't he just continue all the way up through U14? So now he's taking that role. Sorbs is better at 15 to 19. That's just he's a little bit more advanced, whatever. He'll go 15 to 19. Then you have Timmy Leonard in that group, which you guys are all. So our model really hasn't changed. It's just we've added someone in there that may have a different flair, a different feel, a different idea about the game. Because Sorbs is a bit more about how do the kids think through the game? How do they play their way out of trouble? Not where Kenny is more technical based. Sorbs is more how do they think their way out of the trouble? So it's he's actually a piece that we may lack in certain instances, if that makes sense. Well, and before you jump in, Zach, coming from Toronto and being instrumental in that age group that he was in, in the MLS Academy setup, could you get a better guy? Right. I mean, shit. Right. Well, I'm curious to know if this has any tie to the other announcement that came out a week prior to the Sorbs announcement, which is about the grants and about how players that are coming out of these developmental academies like Caden Glover and uh, Tyson Pierce, Tyson Pierce Tyson. and probably more probably to come. Probably soon to be more to come. Um, <coughs> we, we hope. You know, <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, because our, our Shoto fingers. at 13 <laughs> yeah. was right. founding right cities. Right now, Beckett better get out there and <laughs> yeah. start running. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, Beckett, Grady, and, and Drew, I hope you're listening. Yeah. Uh, you Let's need go, to be guys. Let's go. But yeah, I mean, I'm just curious, you know, is that kind of the... Because we talked to Brad almost a year ago yep. um, about kind of the, the re not rebranding of SLSG because the brand is still strong, right? but kind of the focus um, shifting a little bit. Is it still evolving? And are these decisions that you guys are making around the hiring and, and kind of the reprogramming, is it really to focus on from at least from the Academy perspective, this doesn't affect the entire club, obviously from the academy perspective, what does the grant system mean? And can you kind of talk to yep. our audience about but, what that actually means? Because I don't think most people really, in, including it, myself, really get it. Thanks, it, for Yeah, great great question. It's extremely new, and we're just now getting the information, to be very honest. it was It's been talked about for three years. Right. Um, we found out 
bits and pieces of what it's looked like. And it's basically homegrown sign, you get X. First start sign, you get Y. Then it goes incrementally so up to a cap okay. of each kid is worth X to our academy. But it's, again, there's a cap and there's a sign. And it's only homegrown kids. So, like, the Schultes, the Jack Merritt, all the kids that Jack Lind, all the kids that have gone through our program, we're not eligible for that. It's pretty much going to be the kids that come from Scott Gallagher. Go to city. Go to city. Got it. Okay. That's a, a big distinction because I think people are like, wait a minute. There are so many other kids that came out of right. Scott Gallagher that are playing in the MLS. Right. Why are they not? So it's really now bound <laughs> yeah. to... should be a Brinks truck every Friday. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and how big was the truck that Verda Brayman sent? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. a so, different... That's a different... Yeah, but right, because it doesn't include international, right? It, this is strictly that is, MLS. That is a completely different animal. So, Josh Sargent, if you're listening, go ahead and sign that next <laughs> yeah. contract, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> transfer, transfer, transfer. We need more merch at the park. <laughs> and he scored goals every game, so... Oh, he, I, I mean, we all follow. Yeah. Well, let me... So, let me ask you a follow-up question, kind of in, in regards to the lay of the land, the landscape, uh, because your brother's episode, you know, roughly a year ago, like yeah. Zach mentioned, you know, we talked about a little bit of the New World Order you know, with city being in the backyard and, um, you know, and everybody within the club marketplace, they know what's happening. And we, right. we all know what city's role is. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I do think, it, it, and I, I don't, I'm not blowing smoke, but I do think you guys tended to, you stumbled out of the gate, frankly, in, in, and justifiably so you're losing 20, 30, 40 kids. Right. Like, holy shit, because it's a numbers issue. 70, 80% of teams. So not only is it a numbers issue because it's a business, right. but the part B of that is, oh, by the way, it's our best talent. 40, 50 talent kid. was the yeah. biggest issue. I mean, I was, I, I've said this a thousand times, I was part-time psychologist. But, and it was to parents, mostly to the staff, because when you're used to coaching certain levels and just the just the freak factor of oh my gosh i'm losing 20 of my best players yeah. what am i going to do it's like hey we got to we got to coach the ones that are in front of us now we got to coach them and that's when we really turned the corner when we kind of accepted our spot in the market not accepted in a way of hey it wasn't defeatist it's not defeatist it's not defeat. it's, it's what's next for us boys trit said that really well in his episode he did well so this is my question you know, fast forward to now where we have, uh, we've gotten over, we collectively have gotten right. over the bitter pill. Uh, you guys know kind of what every fall will look like right. to a degree. Um, and now the league is rolling out the grants and there's, right. there's a lot more clarity as far as where it falls. Where do you view SLSG and the MLS Next and the Academy system where, where do you see, uh, I should say, what do you see is its primary responsibility at this point? Because this is the question that parents right. run through their head and sit at the table with the kid. And they're like, you know, the kid's all like, oh, I want to be a pro. Right. You know, and then the rest of us are like, oh, hold on. How about some Can I reframe money? that for just a little bit? Because you said responsibility. And I think goal might be a better way of putting it. Just because I don't know if. Yeah, yeah, mission or yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> Responsibility yeah. seems a little heavy. Yeah, <laughs> no, I I get what you're saying though, and I think we've taken the, I guess, 
Goal. <laughs> Goal is probably the good word. Um, we view ourselves more of a college placement mm. person than if the kid is, if the player is proper for the system of being a pro. We want that opportunity for that player. Every we want to push them on to St. Louis City. If it's not the proper place for them to be, I don't know that we're all on board yet with that because I don't. I've seen enough of the kids that are now starting. We're finally in that cycle where some of them are starting to come, come back. back out. Yep, and it becomes a, an issue. It really does, and I don't want to see any kid uh, not meet his dream. And then at the end, when it doesn't happen, because all of these kids are not going to be pros. Right. It's just, just simply not going to happen. Can, can you speak to this, too, though? Because now that we are entering into almost year three of right. this, quote, new world order, um, it's no secret city, its style, how it plays, specifically the high press and the way that the academy operates. It is a system. It is a player development system. Gallagher, on the other hand, is more... Yes, you're developing players, but there's more of a, uh, a team system. They value the ball as well. <clears throat> value the ball. They, yeah, they want you the know. ball. So when you look at this, uh, uh, the, the lay of the land, a lot of parents, and, I, and I'm going to speak exclusively from the parent perspective, is that they think if their kid is ever going to get that chance, oh, they got to go to City. Right. Right? Speak to the landscape and 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 why because i was speaking to one of your coaches the other night that had an older player and this older player was in his words a miss for city who is now about to go to a top 10 school and I think I know you're and has about. some significant upside talk about how it's not the end of the world where does gallagher come into play when it comes to these kids because there's 23 person slot right roster at City, and now they're bringing in out-of-market players as well. Correct. So, it, oh yeah. it, so it, let's talk about that a little bit. It, it's a pro world. I mean, they're going to miss players that are in their own market, not to mention, there, like you said, there's going to be some from out-of-market. It happened in Kansas City where if you look at their – and I know you love talking about this, but I was there for a while. <laughs> I love Kansas. I know you do. And if you look at their 13s, it was 100%, 14s, 100%, 15s, it was like 75, and then all the way up. And then by the time they're night, their U19 roster, it's 25%. 30%, of local of kids. Local yeah. kids. Yep. Yep. And that's going to happen over time. Maybe not as – Maybe not as much because St. Louis is deeper. And it's also going to tighten up now that St. Louis is here because their geography is tightened up a little right. bit for Kansas City. But go ahead. Right. So that's going to happen over time. And, yeah. And it's just going to be a different, a, a different landscape within five years. Well, let let me, let me throw on a final question, and that is cl club st strategy or whatever your process is. Talk to the parents that are listening that are wondering about the communication, about the expectation. Because how many times, guys, do we have guests on here or parents and we talk about... Are you asking be, from us or from... From the club's pers perspective of managing the expectation. How do you guys <laughs> communicate that? Because that's what I see as right. the biggest issue in this yep. elevated it, world. It's extremely hard simply because... Most parents feel as though if I'm telling them their son is not ready, that I'm saying their son's not good enough. And there's a big disconnect there 
where that boy may need to bake a little bit longer. He's got potential, but he may need to bake a little bit longer. And that would be another year. So these misses maybe aren't misses by city. It's just that kid blossomed late. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we've had uh, 125 guests. You mentioned it earlier. We, we talked about some metrics. 9,900 pro 700 games. or 70 <laughs> of them are in, in the world right now. Well, all of them have said that kids develop different from right. 16 to 23. So a, 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 a kid at 16 to 18, which is city's wheelhouse, right. if they haven't developed yet, it, that doesn't mean that the ship has sailed is right. what you're getting at. And there's 100%. also another point to there where we've also interviewed some folks who were told by Gallagher, nah, you're not good enough now. Right. That impacted their careers. Right. In some ways, very positively, because it was a, a kick in the pants. Right. I mean, Sam Fink was one of those kids <laughs> who Dale Shilley on the Illinois side said, you're not good enough, man. Right. And he turned it around and, and made it. M- Miggy Perez, you know. <clears throat> so in addition to the expectations that you have to deal with on, you know, somebody who might be a late bloomer or just needs to develop a little bit more, it's such a crapshoot sometimes. Right. And I think what we've all learned is the process is so a-linear. <laughs> it's not clear. It's not mapped out for everybody. And you just kind of have to go with what's best for your kid at the time right and i would love for you to kind of talk a little bit more about the gallagher because i I think we assume that people know what gallagher's mission statement is because we know it because we've been in it for so long there are a lot of folks who listen to this show who don't know at all and i get calls all the time from parents who have younger kids who are like where do I send my kid? I'm not going there. It's Gallagher, you know, right. like the uppity side of it. Yeah. yeah. So what does it mean? So I, I don't want to be the pitch. Best, yeah, to be the best club in the country and to yeah. posit- positively impact the, the community Love on it. and off the field. And you guys have developed these partnerships. I mean, we, we've had uh, Mr. Glover on and right. the Steamers Club and <clears throat> all the different things you've done with the girls' Mr. teams. Strunk. Yes, Tom Strunk and, and, and Kavanaugh and all those folks that have had a major impact. Um, I'd love to kind of go backwards in time a little bit, and we've poked the bear a little bit on the Kansas side. Well, that you know what? If we're, we're going to go down that, that road, are we yeah, saving no, it? No, we got to save that shit. I, I, Come I, on now. On. Come back. We, after we, the we break. got empty glasses, <laughs> and I am not talking about lowercase Kansas without more Zwickle. That makes sense. You down with that? He did go to Slough. I, I mean, did. let's give some credit. No, I, I wasn't. Due. Listen, I, I, look, I have he's going to have 60 seconds to redeem himself when we come anybody back. Who <laughs> leaves, anybody who leaves before the, you know, after the break is in, in trouble. All right. We'll be right back. Thank you. I'm Max and I'm nine years old. When I'm not playing soccer, jumping on a trampoline or playing Xbox, with permission, of course. I listen to the Baked In Podcast with Josh Allen. Josh talks to some of the most incredible business leaders in St. Louis. From Maxine Clark of Build-A-Bear to Gerard Kraft, the chief flavor officer for my favorite team, St. Louis City SC. There's something for everyone. If you're interested in the secret sauce of success... Check out the Baked In Podcast. Now, back to those old guys.
Go for it. Take a guess. Anybody? <laughs> I feel like a tumbleweed's going through. <laughs> You'll never get it. Nope. You're right. It is Hold a on. guilty pleasure, though. I, I, I'll give you points for name or name of the original song. George Jones. No. Modern. More modern. Cameo in uh, Righteous Gemstones. Mm. Any Righteous Gemstone fans? Oh, yeah. I watched all three seasons. Yeah. Final season. He was the singer in the... uh, Walton Goggins? Sturgill. Oh, Sturgill Simpson. Yeah. Remember at the end where he did that uh, Alabama song, I think it was? Yeah. I didn't get to three yet. You know this song? Now I know... Yeah. Little Nirvana, Sturgill style. <laughs> oh, we are back. We got some refills. It looks like uh, looks like everybody kept it simple. Swickles all the way around. I mean, cold yellow can't beat it. Hard to beat. It's like a no, sword deck. Great. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. This is this is why we don't take him out in public. This is why. We this can't. is why he's not allowed to go to Mardi Gras. This is why we can't get oh. more ads. <laughs> Yeah. No, I will. Sorry, Explorer STL. I will beat that. <laughs> uh, we're back with Jeff Davis, uh, uh, director of the boys, all the boys program, teens, etc. SLSG. Um, I want to. I want to stay on the club side and still up at the top level still. And one of one of the subjects that always comes up and it is a huge lightning rod here in the city you know good and bad reasons is high school versus club i was waiting for this you knew were you prepared (laughs) you taking notes i I, yeah um well let me just i'm just gonna open the door for you uh give me give me your thoughts on current state of high school soccer competitive high school soccer in the st louis area and the relationship of uh academies from a generic standpoint I think we have done, and I'm specifically talking about Gallagher, I think, and any of the clubs, always been open to high school soccer. I was a CBC guy. We have a platform in the ECNL that caters to high school soccer. We have two high school coaches on our staff, Sartori, Tim Sartori from Chaminade, Bobby O'Connell from St. Louis University. They're my best friends. Oh, We're like the three amigos. They're fantastic people. You're not a three amigo. You're our three amigo, dude. Uh, well, I'm in two different sets of three amigos. Those guys are my boys, dude. They're they're good people. I yeah, like they're them great a lot. people. So so go ahead. Go but, ahead. You know, like I, I listened to the one with Mix, and Mix and I are close. I I feel like there's this undue anxiety fight between the high school and the academy, and I think it's been kind of manufactured since City came in. And now we have three academies between us, Fuse, and City, where they're taking kids that probably the market saturated, to be very honest. And now you're taking kids out of high school platforms that may have not been out of those high school platforms in the past. So, so how do you address the parents that have been paying attention or maybe scrolling those doom groups uh, when it comes to Pathway? Uh, college in particular, uh, talk to one of them for a second here and and address this this concept or this idea that 
today's uh, high-level collegiate opportunities, predominantly D1, high-level D2, et cetera, uh, the thought is that if you're not playing academy, those are not as available you know, to, you know, to a large degree. What do you say to those people when it comes to opportunity and pathway as it pertains to club and high school? It's tough. Um, a lot of the college coaches that you're talking about are friends of mine, and offering that ECNL platform was hard to talk them into going and watching, even. And I'll use, you know, the guys that were around St. Louis for that matter. Hey, there's a platform that has high level for kids that aren't playing in the academy. And I think we're starting to see that problem. And I've actually addressed this with the MLS, which is kids that don't play or fall out of the city academy, they don't see a pro pathway. Well, they want to play with their buddies in high school. They don't necessarily want to go back into a four-day, five-day-a-week grind to play in an academy. And I understand. I'd like them to play in our academy. They're high-level players. There's a reason they were at St. Louis City. However, some of these kids are going, I'd just rather go back to play high school and go into the ECNL. Well, there is a place for these kids to go because I think the player you were talking about earlier that was probably a miss, he's playing in our ECNL. Well, he's a he's a striker. Yes. Yeah. I know exactly. He was an ace. I watched him. He's a big, strong, fast. If there's anybody that fits the profile for St. Louis City, that's that dude. I thought he was Bosnian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, we, we talk about this and I and I think kids get kind of handcuffed in this small window and 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 I'm gonna keep it towards the high school coaches because they have a valid argument. Because in what they're doing with the Champions Leagues is going to be really exciting. Um, what do you say to the high school coaches that are up? Put me on the I'm going to because <laughs> don't worry, and, and we put I'll, them on the spot I'll way more. Myself because okay, so it was convenient when Gallagher was a one show town right. when we had an academy, and now cities came in and they're all like, well, I get it, city. If you go play there, it's fine. But if you go to Gallagher and play in their academy, that shouldn't happen, and they shouldn't make kids pick between high school and in, 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 in academy. Right. I, here's what I know. On your 15s through 19s, there are very, very good players mm -hmm. in your academy that could, A, play on city, that could, B, go play college, and, and the jury's not out. A lot of those kids can go pro. Right. So who... Where do you fall in in that, you know, on I that think, levy? I, I think there's a pool of kids that, again, there's going to be misses by city, and I think we have to do what's right by those kids. If they want that pathway, we need to provide that pathway. There's not a just a 26-player pool that St. Louis is going to have. We are lucky in the fact that we have probably a 40 to 45-player pool. In each age group? A, in each age group, yeah, you're correct, that we could get away with. I just don't know that we can get to 65, 70 kids, that we have three academies. That's where it gets a little... And again, I don't want this to come off as I'm bagging on Lou Fuse. Dan, no. Danny Gargan, <clears throat> I swear on my life, I think the world of you guys, that is not what this is about. I just... 
I, I we, know we, what we're going with here. Yeah, no, yeah. we'd love him to come on and talk about it, <laughs> Dan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 go ahead, Zach. I, so I, I want to. I teased it before because I had to because JB cut me off the break, which is you guys, and I say you, you and Brad were both brought over to Kansas City after his playing career to help kind of kickstart sporting or uh, Scott Gallagher, Kansas right. City. Yep. I think there are some elements of how you guys had some of the struggles you went through in, in the building of that program. Yes, sir that are relevant to this topic. 100%. Um, and so that's why I really wanted to go down that path. I, I want people to understand that St. Louis is somewhat unique in the fact that we do have now three academies from 15 to 19 in a relatively small market. I mean, realistically, yeah. compared to in New York, LA, San, you know, all those other bigger markets, Dallas. So can you talk a little bit about that journey of how you guys got Absolutely. over to Kansas City and and what you went through over there um, yeah. as starting that, that that club. And how many weeks were you in bed crying? <laughs> I 20, was trying to get through twenty five years. JB, twenty five years of in bed crying. Coincidentally, <laughs> that's when Emo started doing their freeze uh, their freeze pizzas. Oh, there you go. Yeah, uh, it was. I preached this. Zach, I, I cannot tell you how many times I came back here, and this was so much easier for me to accept than a lot of people that were in St. Louis, and it was because I'd already dealt with it in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll say Peter Vermes was pretty tough on people in the market, and there's a reason they only have one academy versus three here. Uh, he controls Kansas City, flat out. Uh, so doing that, seeing how it went down, dealing with we were i was in a started a small club called casey select way back in the day that turned into casey scott gallagher when brad got done playing we had to go through all the struggles we were losing players left and right to to the academy and finally we got to the point where we were like all right it's going to happen let's use it as uh hey great let's promote it let's do all kinds of stuff on social media yeah. that hey did, you want to play for a sporting kc guess what we're your path we're your pathway yeah. Yeah. which it took a while for that to kind of sink in because we had worked so hard and we weren't a big club we were i don't know six to eight hundred kids so okay. it's a little different when you're losing three to five kids a year in that club versus our four thousand kid club and we're lo- yeah we are losing 20 kids a year but we still have backup for that yeah but it was uh you know it, it was just something that i'd been through the struggle and i'm like guys we'll be fine we'll be fine this is what happens let the cycle kind of play itself out and now we're on the back end of that cycle i feel like we're on the good side where now like to jb's point earlier we have a plan we can backfill what we have we're there's not that gap we finally backfilled that gap, and now we're actually starting to see those kids, unfortunately, that are coming back out of it. So now they're coming back home is what I call it, because most of those kids are leaving from us, so getting them back home. Now it's finding a place, making sure we have a place for them. If we have a full roster, this is something people don't understand too, is we still have to continue to do business and have a full roster so right, we can play games. Wait. We can't just wait because we don't know what City's going to do, and nor do I want any kid to get dumped out of St. Louis City. But when they come back and we have a full roster, it's like, 
okay, you can come back, but you're the 19th guy or 20th guy on the roster. Work your way back what do you, in. Yeah, work your way back Well, that's in. another part of this, too, that but I don't then think there's people... there's people that go, well, I played for St. Louis City. Why do I have to do that? Well, and there's those people, and there's also <laughs> the parents of the people who had their kid on that roster the whole time, and now their kid's playing time's affected because right. somebody got cut from well, City. But right. isn't, city. isn't that the waterfall effect of what ultimately the, the, the this conversation... And I, I want to shift it back into the high school I was going to say, we went from high school. <clears throat> yeah, no, full circle, because... You know the high schools. Uh, there, are, there are a few high school coaches that are extremely militant about this subject. Uh, that have, that are like, they don't acknowledge the reality of the landscape. Right. <clears throat> um, but to the point of what we, what Zach just brought up. Okay, so let's say City was the only academy team, and now all the Gallagher kids, all the Fuse kids, etc. They were able to all funnel right back into you know, play ECNL and high school, how many kids in high school today that are not part of an academy system would lose their spots? Right. You see you see where I'm yeah. going with this? So it's this, like, oh, yeah. damned if you do, damned if you so don't. We're all headed for hell. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, and, and, and I need to ask you this, just kind of what your position is, what you, Jeff Davis, as the director, because a lot of people bring us you know, uh, anecdotal stories and some right. some screenshots of conversations uh, between coaches and kids about if you do this, you lose your spot. No, we will not go there. What's what is the official position of you, their boss, when it comes to a kid that is interested in playing high school? If that's the choice that those kids want to make, they have every right to make that choice they're not going to lose their spot there are rules that are in place when i say that i do believe that they've changed those rules now that city came into the market because i know that there are some kids that showed up january 1st there's an mls rule that says you cannot play high school period that's supposed but there are kids that showed up at st louis city on january 1st after their high school season was over that's fine. I don't care. It's whatever it is. If that player, we've made exceptions. I'll say that. So if a player that's in their last year, let's say, they want to, they're desperately wanting to go play high school, and they're good enough to play in the academy. Okay. If I know that up front, I don't want to whole. I can't say the whole entire team, but there's exceptions to every rule. Right. Um, I'd be willing to have that conversation. That's my personal stance on that. Go ahead, Jared. Yeah, I, I, I mean, th th this uh, this conversation is just is exciting. Uh, I, I want to freshen up a little bit here as far as what's going on at the park. The soccer park is the best facility in the country for me. You know, and I got I got a lot of homerism, if you will. <laughs> he but, tears uh, up every time he parks. <laughs> but you got the grill. Uh, what's going on at Soccer Park? I mean, you guys have redone two and three. Yep. You guys have turfed in between two and three for a lot of the homers. That was always like asphalt or whatever it was. Talk about the park. Uh, what's going on at the park? You guys did a goalie thing, I think. Yeah, we did I mean, a little patch, a little 35. On what's going on at the park? Yeah, we did a little 35 by 35, and they, it was for the goalie. But uh, Cash came out and said, 
Uh, it's not quite good enough for crossing, so now we've turned it into more of a technical area for Zach Mattioli, who does all of our yeah. uh, personal training, which is perfect. He loves it. He's excited about that. He's good at that, too. Oh, my gosh. And it's golf. amazing. He's foot golf. golf. He's a huge foot golfer. <laughs> yep. We lose yeah. him for a week about every uh, three months. It's and like, he's really good with the kids. I mean, oh, he's fantastic. Yeah, he, he's fantastic, fantastic. At the, with the young ages. Yeah, he goes all over the freaking world, man. He's he's big time. He, I think he finished eighth, by the way. Congrats, Zach, in yeah. the last event he was in. I beat him at foot golf last week. Did you? Yeah, he's terrible. But, but go ahead. <laughs> Did you know he's that Jared some... takes drugs and lays in bed in fantasy? <laughs> no, I don't take any drugs. Oh, go ahead. Uh, continue about the park. Uh, park. Yeah, so we did two, two and three. Uh, big. We got a big new sign. Uh, I think it's, if I remember the dimensions, it's like 40, by five, 40 feet by 5 feet. Says welcome to Scott Gallagher. It's on the greenhouse. If you guys know, coming oh, right cool. in. Uh, it's just says welcome to St. Louis Soccer Park, home of Scott Gallagher. It's pretty cool. Well, you know what I noticed deal. the other day was a three by six little banner above field two. Yeah. Soccer Dad Pod QR. Yeah. Soccer Dad Podcast. I saw it, man. I'm like, oh, here we go. You guys also Pet, wrapped that was the all windows uh, below the press box. Yeah, we did all those. We got uh, that's Scott. Cle- I got to give a shout out to Scott Clemenson here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that dude's amazing. Then you walk in our hallway, and, and this is another clubhouse. The hallway with all the different jerseys of all the pros that have played. Then the band, the well, I don't even know what you call it. Yeah, uh, let, you know what? I want to I, I want to dig into that a little bit. Kind of motive and what happens, and you know, like even us as adults, when you walk in that front door and you look at the jerseys and you're like, damn. Yeah. You know, you you forget. I got goosebumps. Just you got to be kind of reverent when you walk in there, almost like uh, pay homage to the people that walked before you. Well, yes, and and and, and it's also about being progressive in your messaging yeah. right. right as an organization yeah and and here's where I want to go with this and I'm gonna come back to high school club a little bit and it's this hallway that reminded me of this you guys have been an institution at that location for 40 plus years right mm-hmm. um, the, the the list of pros current X etc all of it I, I mean it's so long and that's what you guys are doing and I did find it like Good. I found it comforting that a lot of that started to happen after City came to market. Yep. And it was almost like, oh, oh, hold on. You know, yes, City's the bright, shiny new toy, and we're all, we all love the fact that we have a pro team here. But I think for a long time, you guys did not rest on your laurels. Yeah. But you did kind of like not take advantage of your pedigree, right? I agree. And I, so you do that. Yeah. So now here's where I'm going with this. High school soccer in St. Louis, we all know it. We all lived it. We've been there. Right. It rode the same MO, not for 40 years, for 80 years, <laughs> up to this point. Champions League is one of those new additions to their arsenal to try and make it a little bit better, a little bit different. What do, what do you think about Champions League? You know, you know enough about it. I know a little bit about it just from uh, Tim McAvoy. I've talked to him. I've talked to Mix. I've talked to Big Cat. I've talked to Sartori. A little bit about it, but nothing. So here's here's my question. Do, do you th- A, do you believe it's a good thing? B, in context of what just happened you know, this past year at your location, 
three of the four state titles go across state to Kansas City. Right. So we Kansas City is just better at soccer. <laughs> and thanks for tuning in. We're done. <laughs> oh, I knew I'd, I knew I'd get him. But here's 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 my question to you. Does it does it make you does it is it exciting to see these things changing? It is. Not only within the hallways at Gallagher, but high school take you know it up is. in the Annie. It is, and I and I'm going to say this extremely. I'm a St. Louis boy through and through. I came back here because I'm from St. Louis. I mean, grew up, born and bred, love it. This is my home. I think St. Louis in general, not just Scott Gallagher and the high school scene, we all kind of rested on who we were, who we are. And I think all these things that we're doing, we realized the game got bigger. So whether it's our high school soccer, our club, we needed to kind of freshen up. We, we all went, oh, we're St. Louis. Here we are. Well, you still got to grow with the game. And I think we're finally starting to do that. That's awesome. Um, and it's better for us. It really is better for us. And you guys have titans in the game at that club. I mean, uh, it's just so awesome. Can I ask you this question? I don't know if we're getting down to time here. but in brad's world cup uh year in the south america in the south american world cup were you on the bus that didn't make it to the game my mom and dad were i stayed home with the kids you stayed home with the kids i stayed home i i my my mom my dad my sister i said i'm gonna i'm gonna stay home with all the kids so i wanted my mom and dad to go and enjoy it so the one game he started he called me the night before west germany against Germany so I got I'd have uh, not West Germany yeah, yeah <laughs> I'd have all the watch parties we went all around to different bars of buddies of mine had my entire family like everybody in the whole family all my soccer buddies I'd organized the the parties with my kids Kusumato actually uh, interviewed my nephew in the back seat of my work car passed out <laughs> <laughs> so, on the day of the first game. So they didn't, go to, they didn't make it to the game, did they? They did not make it to the game. Mother. My so, dad was seven sorts of pissed. So, so as a sibling, as a brother, what, what did it mean to you? It was everything. When, when you... Because you knew, you knew, you knew that yeah. you know. Obviously, he'd been clipping at a high level for a long time. Yep. Gets call, he was accumulating caps at a regular pace. But the World Cup's a little bit different. And then whenever yeah. you, your family's down there, like when you knew he was going to start, like what, what was that brother conversation like? Were, were you? Did, did you I bust? Remember, did you bust his balls a little bit? I did not. <laughs> I was. I was. What kind of older the, brother are you? I was the. Uh, emotional I couldn't believe it because it, his his pathway to I think you were talking about earlier it wasn't straight right. it was all over the place I mean he, he played in the gold cup when he was 23 or 24 and then oh, he shit, never got, he got another his ass kicked by Missouri State at 17 <laughs> there you go there you go I mean it's right there waiting waiting because he wasn't on the episode with Brad so he couldn't do it there yeah with you. No, 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 exactly. come back Jared you're not done you yeah can... <laughs> yeah and then he then all of a sudden he's getting a call in because Jurgen happened to like him and needed him at 32 and that is definitely with when you look at Brad's player profile I mean he wasn't fast so 32 isn't exactly a guy that you'd say, okay, he's going to make the, the World Cup. Not to mention, there's a cool little story. I don't know how cool it is for Landon Donovan, but it's really cool for my family. 
So I knew the the uh, the roster was coming out. So I'm sitting at a bar, shocking. It's four o'clock in the afternoon, waiting, waiting, waiting. The scroll comes across the bottom of ESPN and it says, Landon Donovan does not make the World Cup. I'm like, oh boy. So all of a sudden I get a phone call and it's Brad. And he's like, I made the World Cup. I made it. I made it. Oh, and I'm, I'm, I'm bawling. Yeah. And I'm like, shake your hands. I'm screaming. I'm like, why are you yelling? Why are you screaming? I'm Landon's roommate. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> here, here, so, did he order him an Emos? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, he well, didn't tell that story. I know. That's for brothers. That's yeah. why I busted his balls. There you that's go. That's awesome. No, that is great. So, so let, me, let me kind of ask, moving forward, obviously, you guys are making a lot of changes at the club. The landscape of soccer in St. Louis is constantly evolving at the highest level. And even at the lowest level, I mean, the expansion, the explosion of new clubs and facilities. And, you know, you look, look at look at Glover, Glover across the river, you know, three new turf fields. Glover. Glover. Clover. Glover. I, I call him Glover, too. And I, yeah, I know Glover. some of his best friends I'm a, call him Glover. JG. I'm going to say yeah. JG from now on. Glover. Uh, you know, and then obviously what Brad and the crew's doing out in Cottleville. And right. Like, when you, when you look at the landscape of the game... In a in an American mecca for the game, where do you view Gallagher five years from now, ten years from now, with what's happening overall with the game? Yeah, good question. Ever expanding, we're always asking what's next. Like we, you ask about Sorbs and bringing guys like Sorbs in. You ask about. I just had a conversation with Kenny Godet and Scotty McDaniel today. What's next? What are we doing? It's. We always try to be the leader in the market. We know that we have a responsibility to continue to grow the game. It's not just, hey, we're here, we're happy, let's end it there. We know we have to continue to be better and is, do different uh, things. Is uh, Godet offering to start the club out in Bloomington? Uh, he'll do <laughs> Kenny Godet will do anything. I mean, let's just be honest. He will go anywhere he can coach a little kid. And teach him how to do the Super 7s. He, oh, yeah. He'll do whatever. As long as he got that little dog with him. I Bill. Think he, Bill. He, he, oh, he, Bill. He's, yeah, Bill. Hey, Kenny, there you go. Bill made an appearance on the podcast. <laughs> we almost we almost ran Bill over last night. It's funny. We were pulling in the neighborhood late. You know, it's dark because Ken walks that dog three, four times a oh, yeah. day yeah. around the block. Yeah. And, and I know it's him because he always takes his phone and holds his, the flashlight up like, don't hit my lawn. Stay away from my dog. <laughs> and so it's in pitch black, and he just shines a flashlight on. You know on. what I like the best about Kenny's dog? What's that? Is I have the dog's doppelganger at my house. Yeah, you do. Your dog's a little bastard. Dude, man. my dog balls, dude. <laughs> Bill and my dog would be boys. Bill and Bruno. They would. It'd be a TV show. <laughs> they would yeah. need uh, bail YouTube money. Show. Yes. Jeff, dude, this was a pleasure, man. Really I appreciate it. Appreciate you joining us. And, uh, you know, obviously we, we love the club, but the club has a special place in all of our hearts. Um, I appreciate you guys more than you guys I, know. And I got a little guy coming up still, so nice. I'll, be, I'll be out there. Yep. Hey, can I get the U13 Elite White to train at Soccer Park and not Creep Core? <laughs> Do you know anybody? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Webster in me is... Has uh, anybody talked about like some throwbacks, like a third or fourth alternate jersey that pays homage to Bush Soccer Club? We have one. Have you not seen the long sleeve blue? No. 
So we've got oh, it's that color in our Academy. Our it's the Royal Blue, the Academy, and the ECNL both have yeah. it. It's Royal yeah, Blue. It's not white. They can't put but bush can on it. Can you put bush? Oh God, no, no. That would be so awesome. I might as well stick no. a Marlboro sticker. I would on try there. it. Yeah. Would you try it? We go try it. <laughs> Only for the kids. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, All right, we, Jeff. Hey, we're going to catch you next time. I will see you out at the park. Yeah. Uh, thanks for joining us, man. Really appreciate your time. Appreciate you guys. Thanks, Jeff. You two thanks. jokers. I'll see you next time. Uh, oh, yeah. Thanks, Urban Chestnut in the Grove. Uh, ThePinnacleLoans.com. Go get your uh, loan. Go buy a new house. Those are nice. Uh, ExploreSTL.com. Figure out what you're going to do this summer here in the Lou. And uh, we're out here. Have a good one.